Oh, welcome back, episode 9, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your host, Cheese Cali West. Where you at? Don't know. I think she's stuck doing laundry. Uh, we bring to you our two special guests returning to the show. We got Sir Love Day from the Straight Shooter Podcast. Yes, sir. What it is. And we got Christy Miller. Welcome back. You asked me back again? I know. The <laughs> viewers wanted you back, so we had to bring you back, and you know... Uh, we're gonna talk. It's the end of the year, so we gotta do what everybody else does. You know, we gotta make a list on um, what was the top album and the top song and new artists and mixtapes and even the biggest disappointment of the year. Um, and this is just our opinions. Uh, everybody has a different set of opinions and different experiences with music and different things in our lives that make us connect to music in a different way. Um, so we're just going to share our opinions. Um, we're interested in hearing your opinions. So check us out and hit us up at the Crush A Lot Podcast Gmail. Um, you can find us on Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, and every other <laughs> place you can find us. MySpace. Uh, my, yeah, MySpace. We're there. Adult Friend Finder. <laughs> uh. Uh, Tinder. Are we on BlackPlanet.com? Are we on there? <laughs> no, we're absolutely on BlackPlanet. We're on Tinder. Uh, we're on everything. Founding member of Black Planet. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us everywhere. Um, so hope everybody's staying warm out here on the East Coast. But let's get right into it. I'm going to just throw the curveball. We're not going to do okay. this list out. We'll just say what our opinions are on the topic and just say why we think those things are uh Callie west is not with us but she did give us a list and i plan to ridicule it um the entire time um, as you should. even though as we speak she still hasn't sent it to me so well you know yeah you know she's getting ready yeah. to leave so let's go with your top mixtape of the year and i guess mm. we could clap what, what i'm gonna throw this to you sir love day what classifies as a mixtape. Uh, so for me in this day and age, mixtape is really about how the artist presents it. So uh, now with all the independents, guys like uh, Chance the Rapper releasing projects that for him are both albums and mixtapes, it's really all about whether the artist is coming out and saying, this is my new project, then okay, I'll consider it an album. Or if they go, check out my new mixtape, then I'll go, okay, it's a mixtape. <laughs> Got it. Uh, so where are you? Where? Where? What was your top mixtape of the year? My top mixtape of the year. I had to go and stand up for the lyricists. Uh, this one goes out to "Trust the Shooter" by Royce hey. the Five Nine. Uh, yeah, I should have imagined that was yours. That I I knew that was in my head, but it left it uh, <laughs> as soon as I was thinking about it. Go. Why? 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 Uh, Royce the Five Nine. So the reason why Trust the Shooter stands out to me so much um, is because he ended up doing Fresh Off of Prime. He had this great project with uh, Premiere, and then we were all looking for the solo album. And when he was ready for the solo album, he was doing so much personal stuff, so much stories of his life that naturally when that happens for an artist, people go, yeah, but you know, he wasn't really rhyming like he usually do. Yeah, you know I mean, he wasn't really spitting him. So, with the mixtape, he decided, "Here's what I'm gonna do, fans. I'm gonna rap like a rapping is getting spoiled. I'm gonna use up every bar, every metaphor, every simile I possibly can, and I'm gonna throw it at your face at 200 words per minute." And he did it, and he did it really well. 
with all of his gun rap and all of his I'll smack your mama. It was all in there, and it was amazing. Uh, that's a good pick, Royce of Five Nine. Trust the shooter. Um, the album actually skipped my radar um, mm. until you brought it up to me in an earlier podcast. I did go back to it, um, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm still in love with that Prime album, of course. So he's also one of those cats. It takes a while to get everything that he says. So yes. it's one of those albums where, which I love, I appreciate about it. No mixtape where you can listen to listen to it the entire year throughout and mm-hmm. it's still going to be something new and fresh and it's yeah. it's definitely catering to a specific fan that likes Royce the 5-9 not the one with Royce the 5-9 ventures off and does different things this is like you can spit my dude please spit and yeah. so he gives that and I know you're one of those yep. um, and I know you championed him too so Royce the 5-9 um, that's a good one and I'm still going to champion that Prime if you haven't listened to Prime Listen to Prime. Uh, get Christy, your mind right. Get your mind right. Christy Miller, where's your mixtape game at? Um, I had to give mine to Big Crit. 12 for 12. Uh, 12 for 12 is dope. Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just like his lyrical genius. Um, I think that he's an artist that talks about a lot of, um, just a lot of real topics. Just a lot of real topics. Specifically topics that plague the African American community. Um, him being an African-American male, but also if you're just a person of color or if you've gone through the struggle or know what the struggle is, he touches on that a lot, and it's it's heavy conscious, and I like that. Mm-hmm. But he does it over beats that are clean, that are smooth. Sometimes um, he sampled, like, a lot of people's tracks. Right. A lot of popular records. A lot of popular records, but he did what they didn't do, which is right. talk talk about real life stuff so i really enjoyed um his mixtape that was a good mixtape for me yeah and he's definitely one of the ones that i keep an eye on i'm not a big fan of like outside of new york music i made my biases very clear on episode one and two my ears and my sensibility goes towards east coast boom bat rap right it almost never goes outside of that and you have to be a pretty special person or, or artist for me to even give you a listen. I mean, it took me a while to get into Kendrick Lamar um, just because he was Aftermath West Coast. But Big Crit is someone I do like uh, a lot. And um, the mixtape mm-hmm. I thought was solid. So that that's a definitely good pick. I went completely different. Okay. Um, there's some times where people just take music and combine it together it's like an unofficial thing it's just somebody who hey this person and this and this producer together sounds great uh i I think danger mouse was one of the big ones that came out with the white the white album Mm -hmm. the beatles and jay-z things like that i like those mashup kind of stuff um i like to hear it um so my uh top mixtape even though i agree with both of you and there's probably a couple other ones that come in my mind i love the the sade villain the mixtape uh, okay. um, that Sade okay. and MF Doom blended mm-hmm. in together to sound like one album, and it was flawless, and it was yeah, it was fantastic, and it was like this is I I when I heard it drop and people put it up on Twitter, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to listen to this, this is Sade and MF Doom. How how I, you can't? How do you not? How do you not? And I walked away like. This is 
amazing. And it wasn't even the Sade <laughs> songs that were like the super popular ones. It was some of the more, uh, you know, uh, of course. Deep, deeper cut stuff. And, and I was like, this is this is fantastic. And it, it blended so well. It was it was massively crafted and i was and i still listen to it i thought it came out maybe like a few months ago but it, it was just a solid uh record just for like it's a good remix album and you know some of these songs sound great when you just remix it to other tracks and they just yes. did a great job so especially Sha- with doom yeah doom and then you got sade's voice and it's like so timeless her voice so you know sade villain the mixtape um you can find it on soundcloud uh daft piff um, can I make a critique on mix on mixtapes though? For sure. Listen, Rick. If you're dropping a mixtape or anybody dropping a mixtape, all your album covers look the same, homies. You gotta do, <laughs> you gotta get some type of creative engineer, some type of someone who knows how to do Photoshop, someone who's creative, because yeah, all of your album covers look the same. There's nothing <laughs> create even if you your album cover is like just neon green i'm almost guaranteed to click that i'm talking right. about because i'm looking at daft piff when i most of the time when i get these mixtapes mm-hmm. if you just make a, a lime green album cover right i'd rather see that than all the stuff with people in gold chains on cars with pit bulls and that is every single album looks and feels you the know. same so i'm gonna think all of you look and feel the same i ain't gonna get your stuff i'm just you not wanna, gonna get uh, it you don't want a mixtape that's all black and white with a close-up of a person's face? No. And something nice. with street in the title? No. That's nice. No? Put some effort. Put some you don't want effort. a black and white building? You don't want a street shot? Like a picture of the hood? No? No. You don't no. want a rapper with their shirt off and no. mad chains on? No. You don't want no? anything. No. All right. I don't. <laughs> understand that your album cover is a brand. It's a branding. And I understand you're trying to project an image, but everybody... <laughs> puts out the same image and it just looks soft i want creative energy i i, I love the um, chance chances album cover it, mm-hmm. it has his face but it's, it's done in a different type of way maybe even that thinking about what's the best album cover of the year you could right. talk about that um i'm not gonna put tribe on that one because i always <laughs> wins. it's a little messy that album album cover's a little messy for me Look, i like right. it more cleaner but we'll talk about that album cover. I don't know if anyone has anything off their heads of an album cover. Not yeah, I already got bring that Oh, you already got yours? Oh, yeah, I already got one. Hey, what do you got? I got a few. Um, you got a few? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, you know, as as visual artists, I think, you know, these things stick out to guys like us all the time when we're just looking. Yeah. Um, but the ones that stick out to me was uh, immediately Commons album cover. Yeah, um, sure. With the, the merging of the of the heads. Uh, Childish Gambino's cover. Yeah, I, that would be the one I would pick for album of album cover of the year. Will be Awaken My Love for sure. Yeah. Um, well, those are the only ones that really stuck out to me. Other than I can't keep stop thinking about uh, how about, how bored I was with Alicia Keys album cover. Alicia Keys is 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 a hot mess this year. I don't care what anyone says. Yes, I said it. If you don't like what I'm saying, go to another podcast that rubs your ego go somewhere else but don't come to this one uh i do like the day last so uh album cover yeah that yeah. one was uh pretty good um there's a couple couple other ones yeah but i would uh yeah i would go with childish gambino uh, yeah you have any thoughts on that miss miller um 
I'm just surprised that no one said Solange's oh, yeah, um, Solange album cover. cover. You didn't like the pins in the hair? Yeah, Solange's cover was nice. You, you know weren't feeling the silky wave? You know it's great mm-hmm. when people start making fun yes. of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know so you made it. It was nice. It was like, it was okay. Nice. There were lots of Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah, for sure. With um, for sure. with the silky wave. And lots of photoshops of uh, Orlando Jones' face onto her album. Yes, yes. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about with her album cover. She put it, maybe you didn't get what she was trying to project, but when you heard the album and then you look at the cover, like it all made sense. When yeah. when all these, when you go to Dad Pits and everything looks the same, like I don't know what you're trying to sell me. And I don't know who you are. You all look the same. And that's one of my biggest issues with hip-hop. What used to be a big no-no, where you don't copy, you have your yeah. own style, is now the cool thing to do. So, yeah. and we'll say that for another show. I'm sure me and Sir Loveday will get together and talk about uh, what's going to, something we're looking forward to for the year, album drops, things that we would like to see in the culture be pushed. Yes, um, but damn, like do something with your album covers, please. They're, <laughs> they're, hurting, my, they're hurting my eyes. Um, let's say that, let's go right into... Uh, since we talked about it a little bit, uh, let's talk about uh, disappointment, disappointments <laughs> of, the year. of the year. And how you measure disappointment is really up to you, the listeners. Mm. Uh, to us. We do it differently. It could be an album from someone you were excited about and just didn't measure up. It, it, it could be um, a flop, like what the heck is this? It could be like, right. why, or it could be like why you keep delaying your damn album to the next right. quarter. I don't particularly care how you think about it. It's like that moment where like, yo, this is really did it happen or was it that bad? What is your biggest disappointment, uh, Christy? Miss Miller. Okay, so I had two really big disappointments. Well, one is a big disappointment and the other one is just a dislike. Okay, um, okay. Okay, okay. My biggest disappointment was Frank Ocean's album. We're kicking her off the show right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not. She has a point. You have to listen to this, Frank Ocean. Yeah. When he dropped his when he dropped his first album, Mm -hmm. um, what was it? Orange Channel Orange. Channel Channel Orange. Orange. Um, When he dropped that some years ago, the album was kind of mellow. Like I got where he was going with that. Like I could feel, I could dig it, and I was like, okay, this is cool. Like I'm with it. It was weird. It was personal and revealing, and it was refreshing. Exactly, and especially for when it came out, the time period that it came out, it was really good. Right. Now, right. with this album, um, a lot of people were really looking forward to it, so they were hyping it like hard. Oh, yeah, Frank Ocean's album, Blonde, Blonde is hard. coming out. Okay, yeah, hard no, body. Blonde was garbage, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't garbage. understand it for the Speak. life of me. Yes, preach. And I listened several times. I was like, yo, I really want to get into this. You know, it's like, oh, I really want to get into this. It's like dating. Oh, I really uh-huh. want to get into this girl. I really want to get into this guy. And it's like, no, failure. Stop. Mm-hmm. Red flag. Let's go one more time. <laughs> Maybe if we go to the movies. Like, if we go someplace I like. But why was I looking forward to this date and it didn't deliver? Right. Like, precisely. It's like, oh, snap. You made me pay for the date. Okay. This was like. <laughs> you made like, me wait for awful. this. You made me wait for this, so I was that was a big disappointment. And then my dislike, I I know that it's like really really hip right now. I mm-hmm. dislike designer. Oh, oh yes. my oh, gosh! Oh, my what, God. It's mum, mumbo jumbo. Oh, 
Okay, Mumbo Jumbo around. New Orleans Creole style. Okay, <laughs> it's got like, to stop. It's got to stop. I don't job, understand that... you, sir. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, while I'm with you with the Frank Ocean, I'm a big Frank Ocean mm-hmm. Channel Orange lover. I love that album. I thought he deserved to win a lot of awards for it. And uh, that whole, that whole, everything about the promotion about it. And Thursday released the visual album, which is just somebody in a freaking room doing a, Working with tools and was in it, and that's a completely different album than looking than, crazy than Blonde. Mm-hmm. And then you have the nerve to like take a, an Aaliyah classic Aaliyah song and, yeah. and sing it, sing that hot mess out of tune. But I can't yep. even listen on my iPhone with it because it's a visual, and who wants to do that? And right. you know, and then, then you drew that, you drop Blonde, and it's like you really were on drugs when you did. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It was struggling. It's clear. It they call that the struggle plate. And mm-hmm. I, I did like maybe one song I like, but I didn't care enough to even learn the title of the song. And um, so it's 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 a big. I'm with you with it. It's disappointment. But the whole the whole I'm gonna release this visual album. Then later on, I'm a, later in the week, I'm gonna ah, that. I'm over that. I'm also over surprise release dates. Yes. Over, like, yeah. No. Just oh, let me we, know so I can support you. Let me yep. know. Now it's like, okay, oh, the album came out. I don't give a shit. I, I'm moving on. What happened to the to the singles and leaving it up in anticipation? I I like. I'm old school in that way. Yeah, and but, that's just coming from a MF Doom fan who never knows when an album is dropping. No, but I would love to know <laughs> if I can budget it. Yeah, please tell me. <laughs> well, please. I don't have to buy Frank Ocean. <laughs> I could have bought something else. Uh, Sir Love Day, where are you? Biggest disappointment? Is it Frank Ocean? No, but that is definitely up on my radar as a major disappointment. Garbage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Big, sad, frowny face. But my biggest disappointment was the life of Pablo. Yeah. No! Yeah. Biggest disappointment of the year. No! Because. Let me tell you why. Number one. We had all suffered through and enjoyed, at certain points, parts of Kanye's psychosis. There were times when we were all like, yes, he's crazy, but he has a point. Or, yeah, he's, he's crazy, but it's entertaining. Or, hmm, he's trying new things with music, but this is great. We found something, some of us, found something to enjoy on otherwise lackluster albums uh, like Yeezy. Uh, we found things to enjoy in his experimental 808s and heartbreaks phases. But then what he kept telling us was, don't worry. The next album, I'm going back to my roots, son. I'm going to get back to this <laughs> hip-hop, son. I'm going to start rapping like I be rapping, son. It's going to be samples and stuff, son. It's going to be beats. It's going to boom, and it's going to bap. It's going to be hip-hop. You're going to see bap. why I looked up to Pete Rock. You're going to see why I looked up to these guys and you'll understand that I'm still that same kid and then we get the life of Pablo we get a Chance the Rapper Stan album with all due respect to Kanye West he spent an entire album trying to be Chance he got his gospel on he brought on his choirs he tried to sing and be emotional he tried to change songs in the middle of the record like he was doing what this young man does and it wasn't working. He even got chance to drop a Andre 3000 type verse out of the blue, sudden and amazing, all over the place with weird cadences. But it was dope. 
and we loved it. But where was the hip hop? I had to wait all the way to the end of the album to find the stuff that he said he was going to have. It wasn't until 30 hours and no more parties in L.A. till we got that hip hop he said he's been doing this entire time. True. Why? Why did you waste this entire album not doing what you said you were going to do? Okay, hold on. Massive disappointment. As a big Kanye fan, like mm-hmm. one of the biggest Kanye fans, mm-hmm. I don't know if the album was like a, a horrible disappointment. It couldn't have been. Like, there were good, there were good songs, and of course, my yes. favorite was the interlude with "We Want the Old Kanye Back." Of course, we want the old Kanye back. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. no, he didn't show up on this album. Right. Um, maybe he's keeping us in suspense. I don't know. I would just like him to come back. Right. Back to life, <laughs> back to reality. Mm-hmm. That's what I would like. We would all. Yeah. You know, and and I agree. It's not a it's not a complete flop of an album. It's not no. like there's garbage there. I enjoyed Father Stretch My Hands. I love that intro. I love um that opening record. I love Chance's deliveries. I love what they did there. But I'm, I'm 100%, it was a disappointment. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you. It's I'm one, I'm not the biggest Kanye fan. I do mm-hmm. like some of his stuff. I, I don't I don't buy it the first day. I don't I don't particularly care if he makes music or not. Um, yeah. I can, if he makes instrumentals albums, I, I'll think he's a genius. I would like for him to be quiet. Um, that would be what I would like. Or hum, or hum, or hum a record. I'll hum a, I might give you credit for that. Uh, but I wish he was at Glory Hill, one and done. But that wasn't what I got. Um, Chance reference, 100% agree with you. I think my biggest problem with that album was he kept changing it. Mm-hmm. He would drop the album, and then the next week, he will update the album. And then yeah. the week after that, he will update <laughs> it again. Like, is it done or is it not done? Or are you trying to be artistic and just change right. it up as we go? And I can appreciate that, but my dude. Are I, you finished I, or are you done? What What's going on? <laughs> if, if, if that's the case, we're in trouble for music if you're not done with it. Right. We're not done. Um, so I'm with you with that. Um, but it's not a bad album. I just don't think it's good enough to be nominated for a Grammy. And I definitely don't think it's like the worst. But I can see why it's the biggest disappointment. Because like you're Kanye. You're Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be like when you drop, everything should move. And uh, the, yeah. n- nothing moved for me. Yeah, um, that wasn't it. Callie sent me a text. Um, her biggest disappointment. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Are you ready, ready. for it? Oh, boy. Uh, well, uh, this might get her off the show permanently, folks. Mm. Um, J. Cole. Oh. Um, now, I'm promising you. I want you, a full oh. close for you. Oh. I, I'm promising you this is not my influence. Um, mm-hmm. Saying that, you probably guessed that I wasn't the biggest fan of um, whatever album title he used to reference Tupac to lure you into thinking that he's representing of hip-hop in some way for your um, eyes only for your eyes only that wouldn't well for your ears only um j cole this is what she writes j cole after forest hill drive i expected more it seemed redundant and not sonically pleasing although there are some powerful words overall work seems rushed i would say uninspired um i my wow. my my problem with him at the moment um what i like j cole i i do like j cole Mm-hmm. Um, I like this overall. I like this project. I never held them at the same esteem most other people did, um, except for Friday Night Lights, which I think is amazing. Um, after that, everything was kind of like, he, he's good. I'm gonna listen to it. Um, but this album for me was tough, mm. tough. Um, 
because I just felt he's walking this line of being patronizing and being overly, um, I don't know, overly conscious to the point of like, you know, you smell like shit too. Like, I feel like he's missing a part of his game that is, is the gritty, more gritty side that he could present. And mm-hmm. I just feel he just presented this very wholesome, conscious stuff, which I love. So me saying this is might be surprising to some people because I love conscious stuff. Uh-huh. But I just felt he was patronizing. And the Folding Clothes song, I have so many issues with it. Because if that's the best way you could treat a female is by folding their clothes, then <laughs> you do not understand anything about what women go through on a day-to-day basis. Um, how about tell your boys not to catcall them or call them bitches and hoes? Let's start with that. Take a stand with that. Um, but it just, it just, I, I agree with Caddy. I also felt his rhyme was kind of remedial. Like, okay, you're rhyming mesmerized with eyes. Everybody else does. Like, there, there was nothing there. I also felt the mixing was weird. I just felt, I just felt the mixing wow. on the other albums were better. Like, cause the way they mix his voice. Like, the only way I could compare it is like when RZA mixes and produces Method Man, he sounds different. He sounds better. And when some mm-hmm. other cat who doesn't know how to get that pureness of his voice out, it just sounds different. It doesn't sound as appealing. And that's what I felt was sonically off about this album. His voice agitated me. And um, no. and I never felt that way before about J. Cole album. So I don't know if it was the mixing. I, 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 I'm going to listen to it again and I'll... I'll take back anything after a few more listens, but my first like ten listens of it was was kind of rough. I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'll wait for well, the most deaf Manny Fresh collaboration. Well, I could not disagree more. <laughs> Why, I, please I thought, say. I thought, I thought the album was fantastic. I thought uh, that there wasn't any consciousness on this one. I could see people being upset because he had done. Uh, his more conscious statements on the last album and that there really wasn't much of that on this one, that he wasn't really trying to be all that conscious, but instead he was just presenting these stories uh, for what seemed like for him and his boy about them and their life and their relationships to their daughters. And that seemed like all he was trying to do. (laughs) And so for me, I was like, this is great. I wasn't expecting anything as far as him continuing a certain message. I was just excited. He felt, he sounded relaxed to me he sounded like he was that, that could have been my issue with it in his music that he wasn't pressing trying to make a hit there's no record on on there that sounds like he was trying to make this a popular record or that he was trying to make sure this hit or it did this but he was just like i'm gonna tell this story and i'm gonna put together my art and this is what it is and this is all i gotta say for this album and that's it and it connects it's it stands together on its theme you know he doesn't go off topic he gets the messages across and I just enjoyed it so much. I'm surprised that, that I'm not super surprised that people didn't enjoy it. Because while I was listening to it, I was like, yeah, this doesn't have any turnt on it. It doesn't have any up on it. It doesn't have any up tempo. It doesn't have any classic nostalgic uh, 90s-ness to it. Um, so a lot of people are going to like be, mm, this is whack. You know, and it's particularly a big turn from his last album. So I wasn't all that surprised. But I enjoyed it a lot. I, I My issue... I have many issues with it. I don't think it's horrible. I think it's better than Life of Pablo. Um, I just I just wanted more. 
I just wanted more. I expected more from him, so that's why it's a disappointment for me. I'll, I'll give it. There's a few songs that I like. I just, I'm just not, I'm just not feeling it. I, but I go back to maybe because it's he's relaxed. Maybe. But it's just the, I don't know his voice and the. It just seems weird to me. It seems off, and it's. I gotta play it next to some some of his older tracks and how I feel he got mixed into those things tracks. But I, I just feel like sonically it's off and it just sounds weird to me. Um, right. I think it's really well mixed. But all right. I, 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 no. But my biggest disappointment. I'll give it a listen. Uh, I'm gonna try again. Uh-huh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try again. Um, when I'm a little sure. more turned up. Um, my biggest <laughs> disappointment of the year. Hmm. Um, oh goodness. And I've been. I'm. I don't know. No one's gonna like me after this. Um, I. I just. I did not like. Trap Call Quest. Oh my gosh, no, you hated Trap Call Quest? You hated no, the Trap Call no, Quest tribe, album? Tribe oh my god. <laughs> no, Alicia Keys was was repug. Um it was it was it was the same thing over again. Mm. Over again and uh and after track six I was checked out of mm. the album. Um it was it was tough. Um, I don't know. I don't. The production was nice. Um, I, no, it was all right. They were all right. But this is one person who's super talented and hasn't been able to recapture like what made her debut was so amazing. And that's hard because that that album was was songs in A minor was was mind blowingly good. But mm-hmm. how do you follow those things up? I don't think she ever has. But I think she's been really 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 consistent. I just did not like this album whatsoever mm. i like the imagery of the albums i like the i like what she was going for um when i heard the album it just it didn't sit it didn't sit with me um the one love sample stuff didn't sit well with me i liked yeah. it though like i liked it then the more i heard it, i'm like okay and it the song the song writing uh-huh. um even songs like with blended families and stuff it was it was like i just I just want to hear more from her. Same thing with J. Cole. It's like, they're so good. I feel like they're resting on their laurels and not pushing themselves to do more. Or the team around them is not pen- pushing them to, like, reach for this high level of excellence. And they're just saying, oh, yeah, this is an excellent album. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. It's it's a subpar album. I, I, I just want her to get challenged more. And I just want her to play with new sounds. And I just, like, okay, I'm not, I'm not feeling this album whatsoever. Um, and so I was disappointed. Um, I could listen to a few tracks here and there, but I was not. Yeah, it puts me to bed. Um, so well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we lost all the now that we lost all the viewers and the listeners to the show because <laughs> we offended them. These are just our opinions. You could definitely hit us up at Crushalot Podcast at Gmail dot com, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and tell us how wrong we are, or in my case, how right I am. Um, you can right. do that. Um, and if you don't want Callie West back on the show, we could do that. Just you know, just email and let us know, or you could come on the show and take us a task. You're always uh, welcome to do that. This is uh, your show, so come and do that. Let's yeah. go right into the best new artist of the year. I'm gonna drop on this one. Uh, I'll go on this one first. Oh man, it that's tough. There's a yeah. lot. I'm going to mm. go to someone who I actually didn't like in the beginning when okay. he dropped his uh, EP um, off the Rock Nation label. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it at all. Uh, I okay. was like, this is disappointing, and I was really looking forward 
to listening to this and it's not good and then i listened to it again a few months later and i was like yeah i was wrong this is (laughs) this is pretty great Mm. uh that's vic mensa he's my new artist of the year i yo i can't wait for him to drop i just can't wait i'm just i'm all in i'm all in I am all in on this young cat. Smart, educated guy. Ain't afraid to put his stuff out there. He's a little bit of old with a little bit of new. He's a little bit progressive. He's a little bit grounded. He's a little bit of everything. He's kind of like a cowboy to me. He's like just going in and doing his thing. And (laughs) he's unapologetic. And he can mess with a lot of different styles and mess with a lot of different people. I just, I, I really like that EP. And I'm excited. For me, he's the... He's a must-have, um, and, man, if I had a label, he'd be one of the first people I'd sign. Um, I look forward mm. to his stuff. I hope his stuff in 2017 is just as good as that EP. And Rock Nation, I think they got a good one there. Um, so that's, for me, my okay. new best new artist of the year, Vic Mensa. Pick up the album. He also has a lot of features. There's some pictures with the Internet, and yes. he has some early early stuff with Kanye. Chance. Uh, um, he can hold his own with those cats. Um, so I don't think he has a sound yet. I think thematically he has like he has a way of talk. Uh, he talks about a lot of the same things. But I'm interested to see how his sound uh, progresses um, throughout the year. So that's my uh, Vic Mensa, uh, Sir Love Day. Where you at? Uh, so my new artist of the year was incredibly difficult. Uh, not because it's hard to like choose between people, but mainly because I don't know who's new. Like yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what classifies as new. Like there's guys who they're calling new. Like uh, Saba would have been on my list. He would have been my guy, but I don't know if I could call him new. He he dropped something in like 2013 or 2014 is when I first heard him. Yeah. So does he really count? So I had to try and just like look around for people who had their first official albums. And so the guy who I'm sticking with is Anderson Pac. Is that how you say uh, Pac? I've been saying it around the whole, wrong the whole time. I'm how like, have you been? Oh uh, well, I, I say Pac. When he when I see him face to face, I'll ask him. Uh, yeah. But I I enjoyed Malibu. I think he did a fantastic job on that. I think his his mixtape was great. I think the guy's got some real potential, uh, an interesting voice, um, but musically really solid and sound. Uh, really kind of old school but i enjoyed that a lot and i thought it was really really dope yeah that guy. He, i like that guy was that his uh, malibu was that released on aftermath or his next album on aftermath i think the next one might be aftermath yeah yeah, yeah that's another solid pick and if you're getting picked up by aftermath you know you're on your way because aftermath only drops megastars i don't mm. know I, I can't think of anything else that was a megastar in aftermath um, yeah unless you count truth hurts Mm. Yeah, I forgot about Truth Hurts, huh? I remember her. (laughs) I remember that. I remember that that, that lawsuit. He did cut Buster and Raekwon before they dropped their album, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, Smart decisions. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Anderson (laughs) Pack, yeah, for me, he he has the best R&B album. And that's what I mean, like, with him, it like it sounds so different. It's it's definitely unique. It's definitely him, and that's mm. why I wish not that sound, but I want Alicia to like try something new, like go for it, like Childish Gambino. 
went completely left. And it was right. like just refreshing. Like, and Alicia's like, you're doing the same tired routine, my dude. Like, change it. Do something. Go go make an album in Tanzania somewhere. And just just chill there for a while and get some perspective. Because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it. But Anderson Pack. I'm with you 100%. Where are you, Christy? Um, I took this. I took this somewhere else. You know. Okay. Okay. Um, just embrace it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I had two, but my main one was um Terrace Martin. Okay. Yeah. Right, Velvet right. Portraits. Yep. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Like I, but then again, I'm also kind of like neo soul R and B. Um, yeah. And this this jazz tastical album, tastical <laughs> jazz tastical album, really um, it really set it off for me. And he used some he did a lot of remakes of songs that have been done. Yeah. But I mean, there it's just so clean and classy the mm-hmm. way he did it. Uh, and I think the mixing in between songs, like it just it's seamless. You can yes. literally listen to the album all the way through. Or if you want, you can mix and shuffle it up. It sounds mm-hmm. good. Like every track is is beautiful to me. So and and like I said, I I'm kind of neo soul R and B, um, and everything else. As long as we don't do a top five for Asian pop, we're good. What's wrong with K pop? I I could give you some K pop. You know, I I like that as well, but I think uh, Terrace Martin was he was my number one, and then right behind him was Vince Staples. Nice, oh, yeah. Yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right behind him was Vince Staples. I like Vince Staples. I think his his stuff is kind of. I watched the um, Prima Donna mm-hmm. uh, video. It was kind of out there. I was like, whoa, I, where is he <laughs> yeah. going? Vince, Vince, <laughs> is Vince he Staples, insane or what's Vince. going on here? Vince yeah. Staples out that odd future camp that, and they're always out their mind anyway. Um, but Vince Staples pretty solid dude, and that that West Coast Cali genre of hip hop, it's a beast right now. You could just go up and down and look at the West Coast of making some of the premier hip hop music, the trippy stuff, out there stuff. Once again, it goes back. Yo, he sounds different. He's out there doing different things. It's trippy. It's not for everybody. <laughs> Man, it just sounds great, and maybe that's the theme of what I'm looking for. It's just different out there. But Vince Staples up there, um, Cali West put out there. Georgia Smith from the UK, um, mm-hmm. she's a great soul funk um, singer, great voice, uh, great great singing pipe. So if you haven't listened up to her album Eleven, it's fantastic. Uh, so Cali West is all over that, as Cali West likes more world music. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Chrissy's all about the R&B Neo Soul, and Ronnie's about everything, and I'm about just East Coast, because I, I don't even know why I run this show. Um, <laughs> yeah, Georgia Smith, if you haven't listened to Best New Artists, uh, we're going all over the map with this one. There's a lot of interesting people out there, though. Um, I also, you know, uh, Ronnie, tell me if I'm saying this right, uh, K. Trinata? Yeah, K. Trinata was phenomenal. That album was great. He would have been my pick. If I didn't feel like he's been out here producing for quite a little bit, yeah, uh, he's been out there, but he hasn't put put out his own album. Yeah, he's been he's done these little projects, and yeah, you know the issue is right: are they mixtapes or are they albums? 
you know, is the (laughs) argument. You know, this is the year that he broke through and people, like, he's in high-level stuff. So, as a producer, if if he produced it, you should check it out. It's definitely different. It's not R&B. It's not hip-hop. It's a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of dance, a little bit of, of electro, electrical yeah. stuff, a little bit of little. just trippy stuff. But man, it's so fresh. He could turn it up anywhere, and um, I would recommend him a lot. Um, yeah, the boys dope. And I would also put out there maybe as someone to look for for next year, and maybe this should be safe for another podcast. I'm kind of feeling Sid the Kid. Sid the Kid <laughs> from uh, the internet. Um, they had a pretty solid album this year that I I enjoyed a lot. Um, Vic Mensa was on it. Uh, Kay Trinata was on it. But Sid the Kid is kind of growing on me. She's all over that Common album. Um, so, someone to look out for. What was the group, um, Ronnie? Man, I hate myself for not knowing it off my head. But Anderson Pack has not only dropped his album, he's also in a group. As well. Oh, um, jeez. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know the project you're talking about. Man, I uh, hate myself for not knowing. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta look it up real quick. Yeah, I had uh, that on the list, but I was like, eh, I prefer his his own releases, so I just focus on him. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. You know, I listen to it. It's quality. If you, if you want, it's um, NX Worries. I'm sure I'm saying yeah, it wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, no worries. At, uh, NX, yeah, NX Worries is is uh, Anderson Pack is in it with some other dude that probably doesn't deserve the same name as he does. <laughs> yeah. So, but pick it up if you like Anderson Pack or Pac, whichever way you call it. Right. Um, I recommend that. Let's go into uh, the big issues here. We did biggest disappointments. We did uh, the mixtape. We did best new artists. These are just our opinions. Um, don't go crazy over it. Or don't come fight going, me. Or you can come fight me. Um, go fight Straight Ronnie, up. not me. Uh, come fight me what is your song of the year there's so many songs that come out there's Mm. so many songs that uh mainstream puts out things that you find things that you connect with um you know so song of the year is like whatever you feel you either listen to a lot or you connected with or find you in a moment in your life was like man i really needed that song because sometimes those songs are your song of the year um where are you uh christy what is your song of the year See, this is <laughs> this is when it gets bad because after after Rodney completely dogged it, <laughs> it's really tough. But, oh man, um, I have a feeling it might be a Kanye sorry. track. Of course, sorry. because you know Kanye makes every list for me. Sorry, um, but the song from me from him was highlights. I uh, listened to highlights on heavy rotation. Me too. I, I love that up. song. I never, love that. Song. I never heard of that song. You have to go listen to highlights. It's, <laughs> well, uh, you're gonna you gotta go get out of here. You're gonna be a little you mad. Listen to highlights. You got a little bit of um. It's got young Charlie thug. on there. Young Thug on it too. Oh no! Yeah, you guys. <laughs> so you um, might he might feel away. He I might feel away. Feel away. <laughs> but highlights highlights was a good song, and I think um, I kind I don't know in a sense it kind of it had it, there's like a similarity between highlights and the in the year of 2016. To me, <laughs> highlights, and then on top of that, in the album, he has another song called "Low Lights." So it's yeah. like it's like you gotta get. He a little sounds bit like a gold. social worker. Get out of here! Get out of here! The, the song is is amazing. I like it. It's cool. It's catchy. It's boppy, and I listen to it. Like I said, heavy rot, heavy rotation, heavy rotation. Uh, Cali West got uh, best song, even though it's a very mainstream song. 
mm-hmm. really made an impact on how our young people are taking huge artists who have something to say more seriously instead of just think trivializing them as mainstream. Uh, so she's like, I know she's all about this Beyonce Kendrick uh, track. Um, mm. What's the name of the song? Man, I did not like that album, but that's another. Um, <laughs> what's, the, what's the Beyonce and, and the Kendrick on the Lemonade? Uh, I have no track? idea. That's well, the only Beyonce album I did not listen to. Yep, I didn't bang with that. <laughs> yeah, it was the only. It's so sad. I, you know, we ain't gonna have one. no listeners by the what? end of this show. <laughs> the We're gonna have to deal Kendrick. with it because it didn't Listen. happen. Yes. Sorry. Let me tell you something. I put on that Beyonce album. I was like, all right, let's give this a listen. I got about four songs in. I was like, <sighs> so what's YouTube doing right now? Right. I moved on, player. <laughs> I moved right. Along, the, the <laughs> name was Freedom, featuring Kendrick Freedom. Lamar. Yeah, she banged with that one hard. Um, I guess it gets people amped. She, I know it got her amped, so I'm not gonna knock it. I, I do like the track. Uh, it didn't hold me like that, but you know, she loved the bass, she loved the instruments, she loved the growl and the passion. Um, that she, you know, she just sometimes it's good to release that growl, especially for females who are not allowed to like feel that way or even respond that way. Um. She felt that was a good thing to do, and not to mention the song is worth biking to. I'm not saying that. <laughs> She's saying that. I ain't biking. I'm more like rolling over and sleeping. For her, it was, <laughs> it was, she played it the most. It was her song. Formation, Beyonce featuring Kendrick. I mean, if it has Kendrick on it, you're going to catch my attention. Okay. Um, even though the Kendrick track with um, The Weeknd was soft. But uh, anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, uh, <laughs> no one's going to listen to us at uh, 45 minutes in. We have lost all our listeners that we worked so hard to get. Uh, sir, mad. love day, straight shooter podcast. Yes, sir. Where you at? Uh, so I got two. Uh, my runner-up, let's start with my first runner-up, is by Schoolboy Q. That it's, part? Nah, Big Body featuring okay. a dog pound. So, oh Schoolboy Q dropped a phenomenal album. Yes. And along the way, in there, he dropped what is one of the most West Coast moves I've heard on an album since, like, you know, YG's first album. Uh, super duper West Coast out, uh, dancey, party, uh, you better crip walk to this record <laughs> called Big Body, <laughs> featuring the Dog Pound. Where they're just disrespectful and and rude the whole time through, but man, that record is amazing. That's my runner up. That's your runner up. That's, That's a my runner up. I, I I mess with that song. Fantastic. Like that, that album is great, and it deserves. It, I believe it got nominated for a Grammy. I hope it has. Cause I think I'm sure that it did. Uh, but my number one record uh, has to be Common Letter to the Free. Yeah, uh, featuring Bilal. Uh, that's my song of the year. That's it hmm. right there. Um, what an amazing job Common did of essentially taking what was an hour and a half, two hour long documentary and turning it into three verses. You talk about, <laughs> thir- about 13th. 13th, yeah. Uh, and he just transformed it, just put the history of of the the criminalization of black people 
of just racism all into just one little package and punched you in the face with it with a powerful song. <laughs> that was that record was powerful. Great. Yeah, thirteen is a powerful stuff if you if you're not up on that and we recommend you seeing it. You can find it on Netflix right now. Uh it's yes. a powerful stuff. It it's stuff that we deal with every day. There's a reason why I don't shop at certain places and yes. you know, I was already privy to these things as I you know, I, I read a lot, of new Jim Crow kind of stuff. Well, so, you know, you could do a little part by not supporting those kind of places and under, mm-hmm. understanding that when we have the Clintons, why the big reasons why Hillary didn't get in there because he thought of us as super predators and put us in jail and criminal, you know, criminalize us and enslaved us in new, new modern day slavery to yes. to work. And there's a reason why Giuliani has a lot of private prisons um, and people got to stay woke to that. He wants you to go to jail for you to right. have free labor. Um, yes. That is modern day slavery. This is why we should not su- support Trader Joe. We should not support Whole Foods. We should not support Walmart. Um, any of those places want you to go to jail because that's where you're getting the product from. Right. From people who are incarcerated. Um, and so, and they are property of the state. Yes, they are. Um, the fact that a human being is property of the state is repulsive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The idea is, is, is ridiculous. I don't think that um, today, uh, you know, December 12th, with uh, Donald Trump right around the corner, um, the mark of the beast is right behind us, um, that that is not going to happen either. So you need to stay woke, and we got to take care of one another. Um, so I'm with you with that Common track. I mean, that whole album for me is a testament. I have a lot of issues with Common being the one okay. doing it, um, but I'm going to put that to the side and just say, hey, listen to the album. It's a great, solid album. Common always makes solid albums. He, I don't ever recall a dumb album. Mm-hmm. Um, he's consistent. He doesn't get the respect he deserves. Cause Never. Because some of the association he get, and I get it, but just as an artist, he's consistent. When he drops it, I get it. I'm always happy. He doesn't do too much. He doesn't do too little. He's always working with the best producers of the time. He's always on point of his game. Yes, he's sir. always ahead of the game. Um, and every album sounds different. Every single one. Every single one. If you, if you liked um, the stuff that Pharrell was doing, well, check out Electric Circus. You know, that's right. a great album right there. Very different. Questlove did a lot of production there as well. Very different stuff. But you could go to his Kanye albums and just be just as happy. Or you could deal with any of the stuff that he did with Dilla. You'd be happy as well. Uh, or um, No ID as well. Like, yes. he, like, just like he just makes music that... Is consistent, and I think he should get more uh, respect. And I saw him in that trailer in John Wick 2. I'm going to see that movie. Uh, <laughs> he was, he's the only one who could get on that stupid Suicide Squad movie and mm. still look hard with a nose ring in his in his nose. So let's not forget <laughs> that I saw Common do that. I did do that. My song of the year, though, um, is something that came out of nowhere, punched me in my gut, hit me in my soul, and it was and just reminded me of how good music can be when you get mm-hmm. over yourself and right. don't listen and make music that the mainstream wants or how what the white man who controls the record company want and just go out there and be like I'm gonna do what I want and yes. I'm gonna go into my history and what led us to this point and come out there. I'm gonna go Redbone. Yeah, childish, childish okay. Gambino. <laughs> man. 
that he impressed me with that. I loved uh, You and Your Mama. I thought it was a good, like, okay, okay, what's going on here? And then when I heard Redbone, mm-hmm. I'm like, if I, if I get an album of this, mm-hmm. of this, I'm not looking at the album of the year. I'm looking like maybe the one of the best albums of the last 10 years yeah. um, because that song is pretty fantastic. The bass line, the subtleties, yeah. the drop, the Bootsy Collin-inspired stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who's Bootsy Collin? Go, go look him up. Go look up anything with funk. I love music that introduce you to other music. That's what hip-hop is built upon. It's like, what is this sound? Well, I got this from this. And I flipped it this way. Like, I miss that part of hip-hop. Yes, Not sir. just taking the laptop, press a couple of buttons, and you have a few drum traps there. I don't like that part. And that's why I'm so against it. Like, I, I was awoken to this other side of, of music that, that's important to listen to. So, mm-hmm. Redbone, the lyrics of it, the way he deliver it, the notes that he hits. And I heard him live recently, and I'm like, yo, he could actually sing that. Yeah, um, so, sure. So... Man, Childish Gambino hit a home run with that song and that whole album. Um, so yes, Redbone is my uh, uh, song of the year. But let's get into what we really want. People want to hear. People want to hear the album of the year. And we made you <laughs> wait long enough. If you if you disagree or agree with us, uh, hit us up on all social media. If you want to go on the show and tell us how right we are, how wrong we are, or whatever it is, come on the show. Hit us up. You're more than welcome to come. Um, album of the year, mm. um, Sir Love Day. Well, way to make it nice and easy for me. Nice and easy. <laughs> the album of the year for me, without a doubt. Uh, I wanted to try and reconsider. I said to myself, but you're such a huge Tribe Called Quest fan. Why aren't you throwing theirs at the top of your list? And I couldn't help myself but to go with the album that I can't stop playing, that I can't stop dissecting the lyrics, being amazed by what he's doing here childish gambino awaken my love the album is phenomenal sure it's not rap i don't care the album <laughs> is phenomenal the man did uh a fantastic job of not just demonstrating what he's capable of vocally uh because we all knew he could sing but then he demonstrated not only did he have just pure singing ability but that he had all sorts of vocal control and that he was able to add dynamics to his voice that we had never heard in any other song previous that had people going i wonder what special effect he's adding to his voice there i wonder if if he's using a vocoder there i wonder if he's using this nothing the man just figured it out because he's somehow magical he's he's got that melatonin and it's doing something to his system because that man just did something mystical and hard to understand on that their album top to bottom great (laughs) nothing to skip uh there are times when i thought all right this is cool but he's just saying stuff and he's not actually talking about anything in particular until i really really sat down and forced myself to listen to every word and every line and i realized that every single song has a poignant message and his writing is amazing and he transforms uh phrases from one verse to the next and takes them from one meaning to another uh he talks about police brutality he talks about the quest to want to be famous. He talks about the brevity of being famous. He talks about mm. the price of being famous. Uh, he talks about the struggle of having a child um, as a new father. 
he uh, he talks about what his dreams are and his hopes are for his kid and his issues that he fears he might have with the mother of his kid. Powerful from start to finish. And for me, as someone who grew up on funk and soul, to hear someone so directly essentially recreate the heart of the funk era back on an album today, which... People gave so much credit to, you know, Kendrick's album. I enjoyed that he had so much funk on it. But this album is the heart of the funk era. This was this wasn't like P Funk's first album. This was Funkadelic. This was Parliament's Best. This was uh George really putting himself together. This was Bootsy all over it. It has some samples directly from uh the mid seventies. Classics. What a phenomenal album I, I can't praise it enough it was dope yeah that was it that uh, i'm with you 100 percent with childish gambino and i know you were looking forward to it because i know we talked about it in an earlier show like, how much you like yeah really were looking forward to what he was doing because he was on the verge of uh, breaking th- through i don't know if this album is going to break him through because it's not a mainstream yeah. album and i don't care if it does i don't care <laughs> i don't care does. i'd rather it doesn't <laughs> When we last talked about him together, uh, Sir Love Day, yes, we sir. also were making the comparison that a lot of people compare him to Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he blows Drake out the water for sure um, because Drake does not have the cojones to uh, do what this guy did. He would not just blatantly just drop what he's doing, live this sound, be this sound, go on. Uh, Jimmy Fallon with no shirt on, uh, right. offensive chest hair sticking out of anywhere, everywhere, yes. and with uh, just these. You, he was channeling the spirit of the funk. He's yeah. somewhere looking at alien spaceships above him. Yeah. Um, and 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 so I don't want to hear nothing about no views on the six. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> They're not even on the same league. Nah, and nah. so I want to drop that conversation. He killed that conversation. Um, and he's going to be in Star Wars. He got Atlanta, uh, Atlanta. What's the name of the album now that I'm forgetting? Uh, Atlanta. Oh, the TV show is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Best um, new TV show of the year. So he's just hitting it all over. I mean, Big Sean got the sloppy seconds. Now, moving on. Christy <laughs> uh, Miller, where you at? Album of the year. Okay, again, for all my Neo Soul lovers. <laughs> and all of my Neil Soul Music fun. Soul Child. <laughs> no, I didn't choose music even though you know I adore him. Um <laughs> I went Maxwell. Mm. Wow. I went Maxwell. Okay. I did. And I, I was not a big it. fan um of the album when it first dropped. I was like, yeah, uh, mm, uh, mm, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. all of that, all the gripes and complaints that you can have um being in being um a neo soul lover, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. after listening to it over and over again, you really have to find the tracks that resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just know I found more tracks on his album that resonate with me. Um, when it comes to just love and life in general, um, when it when you talk about your emotions kind of being back and forth on a lot of different things. This album spoke to me the most because we all are people living with our own emotions and going through our own little battles and whatever. And whatever helps you to get through them, um, I think those are the things that you gravitate towards. And so this album I gravitated Mm -hmm. towards um, because of those reasons and because it was a very, very nice 
it was a very nice sounding album. Mm-hmm. Um, Maxwell's voice is is very eclectic. I don't care how long it will take him to put out another album. I will be waiting with <laughs> bated breath, okay, for the next album. His voice is, it's like Fergie mixed with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great. His voice is crazy. It's amazing. And his range is so beautiful. And the diction in his voice, it's amazing. So for me, I went with this. Um, and I will stand firm on on my Maxwell with uh, Black Summer's Night. Yeah, I don't I don't hate on that pick. I actually enjoy it. I enjoy that album a lot. I, it wasn't on heavy rotation because it's not an album, in my opinion, that should be put on heavy rotation. Definitely not. Um, it's not one of those. Um, he it, Maybe mainstream music is created that way, but you burn out of those songs real quick. Yeah. Uh, this song, is, is you can listen to it from beginning to end and really go through an experience of emotions. Mm-hmm. I actually wouldn't recommend people to put it on a playlist. I recommend people to listen to it from the beginning to the end and try right. to take yeah. the whole experience in but maxwell is pretty classic um yeah i think it went under people's radar because that's just the way he likes his music he's always been understated um and never looking for that kind of uh, recognition but he's consistent and this is a solid r&b album i don't know where if i would rank it above childish in terms of just like r&b stuff that came out this year because i you know Childish just took a huge risk, and Maxwell did Maxwell really good. Yeah. Maxwell, but it also puts a state on where R&B is. I'm kind of excited for the R&B scene. There's a lot of good things going out in the R&B scene this year. This and then that is an own um, podcast in itself. But R&B is, I think, is trying to find itself and really push away from some of the more mainstream hip hop influences that is. I think held it down for the last five, six, seven years yeah. as it's trying to go back to traditional R&B. And I think that would be just great for everybody. Um, there are some people who are doing it good. You know, Bryson Tiller came out with the trap stuff. Um, and I wasn't actually mad at it. People clearly know I despise trap, but, you know, he kind of did it pretty well. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that album as well. But I'm with you with Maxwell. Um, yeah. My... Well, let's go to Cali West's um, album of the year. Um, this should be to no surprise. A lot of people will probably put them up there. Tropical Quest, Cali West, sure. top album, beautifully crafted. Crafted. You Q-Tip lived up to every bit of his talent and potential um, from start to finish. It was truly beautiful. Shout out to the nasty and raw Busta Rhyme, who was expertly used in that <laughs> album. Um, that was what Cali Wett said about Tropical Quest. Tropical Quest had a lot of things going for it. One, it came out the week that President-elect got uh, won. Right. Um, so it came at a time where people were just a little... Uh, not everybody, because most of these places were red states, but blue states people <laughs> who voted... <laughs> who didn't want him to win, um, needed some recharging, and Tribe came. You couldn't time it perfectly. I don't know if that was the way they predicted it to be, because that would be sad. Um, But, uh, yo, Sonically is fantastic. It's a Tribe album, a little bit more modernized. Um, Fife was sensational on it. Q-Tip was sensational on it. Their guest features all delivered. Um, I could have heard a little more Kendrick and Andre, but I think it was good enough. To get me excited for more. Um, there is talks of some more Tribe coming out next year. Five Dog coming out more. 
uh, some more stuff later on, even though yes. um, he passed away. So I'm looking for, if it's anything like this, I'll look forward to it, even if it's just B-side stuff. I think at this point they they earned it. And yeah, I, sure. it, it sh- people should take notice that you don't need to follow the trends um, of what's going on to make a statement and make and make good music. Tribe did it. They stuck to what they know, and it was and it was refreshing. And what's old is new, and it it just won out for me. It was great. Kylie West number one album of the year. Um, man, I could go with any one of your choices, and there's probably other people. Um, a lot of people might have J Cole up in there. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm going somewhere completely different. Um, because this album for me was surprisingly good and I was so floored I got like I felt like Bernard Hopkins when he got knocked out the ring that's how I felt like whoa I'm out the ring why what happened what hit me what hit me what is this um and I try to get Sir Love Day and Chrissy and people to hear it just so they can speak on it um, because because I just didn't want to be the only one pushing my stuff. Um, but uh, album of the year for me is uh, by Young Cat off the Humble Beats label. Who that's a label that has Andy Mineo. Uh, this is gospel Christian hip hop. Uh, this is Show Baraka. The narrative is my album of the year. Yeah. And this for me, it just it sucker punched me how good it was. I thought it was gonna be your typical Christian rap, a lot of trap trying to sound like hip-hop mainstream and this guy went somewhere else um it's a lot of soul in there tons of souls a lot of swing a lot of funk mm-hmm. um a lot of horns and the lyrics are not for anyone who doesn't care to read a book if you don't read a book don't list don't listen to this you're not gonna even catch half the things he says Very if you're true. someone who read uh the new jim crow if you're someone who um, read uh, anything by Tanasi Coates. If you're anyone that reads James Baldwin, I could go on. Then you are going to like this album. Show Baraka from Hailing from Atlanta um, just speaks about our current condition in a way where it's educational, informative, and progressive. It's not the same thing of like we got shot because we got hoodies. Okay, everyone's saying that, but he really breaks down how gentrification happens how they really imprison us, our minds, our bodies, our spirit. And there's a lot of biblical and religious themes into it, and I'm okay with that. I think we need some of that um, humbleness. So just a good, clean record, no curses, no N-word. You can play it in your family Christmas party, even though when your sister invites people that you don't want to be there because you want to show your, (laughs) you know, your ugly socks um, and all that good stuff. Exactly. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You could play this album. Um, he does do one trap song, and it's the one trap song I'm like, this is fantastic. And he <laughs> takes a, he just, is trap jazz. It just sounds great, and he doesn't overdo it. Um, no features. Even though it says there's a bunch of features with James Portier, that's his main producer. Um, very smart. I would rest, definitely look at uh, My Hood USA as a great song. Uh, Excellent is a great song. Um, father's talking about talking to his kids about how to live this world and how to maneuver in this world. It's just the sonically, lyrically, um, I just walked away being smarter and walked away thinking I'm not the only one that thinks this genre of music could really make some 
movements here. Um, great song, Road to Humble. I know I texted you the video. You know, that's where I am. I talked enough about it. I'm gushing. Uh, show Baraka the narrative. Check it out. Um, Humble Beats. That's my album of the year, and I'm sticking to it. Um, nice. What are your thoughts? Did you guys have a chance to listen to it or listen to parts of it or a song here and there? So I downloaded it. But I have not had a chance to listen. I was going to try and listen today while I was at the office. And then I was told, hey, we need you to go all the way to the Bronx and help some people up there. So, yeah, there goes my day. But, well, check it out. Yeah, it's here. It's on my on my computer. just got to sync it to my iPod. And I can actually get some work in. And Christy Miller, where you at with that? Um, I know you heard some of it. I heard some of it and listened to a little bit more of it. I haven't completed it, maybe like one or two songs. Um, infatuation and in lust and like all of those, you can say I am with um, with Show Baraka. I mean, it's <laughs> it's I'm I'm just all for it. if you're gonna be a rapper, just give me give me good consciousness. Don't get me wrong, I love right. the trap stuff. Um, Schoolboy Q's that part featuring Kanye West. Oh my goodness! Every time it comes on, I get live. But you know, when it comes to me wanting to listen to something that's real, it's he does a lot of good real songs, and you really do have to listen to keep up. And I like yeah. that. I like wordplay. I like fun wordplay. But I also like listening to somebody tell you tell you a story lyrically um, yeah. while utilizing all of their talents. And I think he does that. Yeah, and what's great is that he put years next to all the song titles, so you could have an idea what he's referencing to. Like, um, he has a he has a song called Kanye, Kanye, Kanye West. He seems to be all over our mouths in this episode, and it says two thousand and nine. <laughs> he's he's referring to Kanye during two thousand and nine. So the, the old of Kanye, that song, yes. The spirit of that song is Kanye two thousand nine, or. If you want some soul, he got soul 1971. So he's letting you know I'm referencing this part. So you have to keep that in mind. But it's it, he goes hard. Don't think because it's a Christian album he doesn't go hard. He does he does go hard. Um, he's very soulful, very playful, but very intelligent. Um, it's a little bit of everything, but I just think as a package, it's a home run. My album of the year. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. It's been a busy uh, crazy year for the podcast crew here, the Crush A Lot podcast crew. Um, we're going to try to release another podcast before the end of the year, but if we don't, we want people to really have a safe and enjoyable holiday season. Um, try to keep everyone safe as the world continues to turn for yes. better or for worse. We're all in this together. Remember to smile at people. Remember to be gracious. Um, give up your seats. Um, don't be bothering people at the TSA. They're just <laughs> doing their jobs. Um, so that's our message from the Crush A Lot uh, crew. And we hope to see everyone in January. Uh, nice, safe, and sound. Shout out to Sir Love Day, Straight Shooters Podcast. You can yep. find them on uh, SoundCloud if they haven't removed the rest of their podcast. By now. <laughs> Shout out to Chrissy Miller. Thank you for coming back on uh we'll get you back on to that r&b um if you're interested in the show crush a lot podcast gmail.com snapchat all that good stuff shout out to cali Waves. enjoy your time in Honduras. say hello to your father this is cheese have a great new year and happy holidays peace peace